Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk. About monkey brain. Now, monkey brain is something that features in my book, The Health Fix, and some of you will have heard of it, and some of you won't. And essentially, it refers to a more primitive part of our brains called the limbic system that. When you look at the behaviours of monkeys, um, monkeys are very much driven by this part of the brain. They, they they do have an adult human portion to their brain called the prefrontal cortex, but it's not as developed as it is in humans. And in essence, the reason I think it's such an important topic to dedicate a podcast episode to is once you realise that a lot of the things that you do day to day or think day to day are because of this monkey brain coming to the fore and we'll dive into what that means and how it works a little bit later you're able to control it much more so to give you a really quick bunch of examples of the kind of thing that your monkey brain can make you do it's when you lose your temper at someone or you know get involved in road rage or eat a whole packet of chocolate biscuits in one go without thinking or perhaps you know power smoke five fags on the trot or also just sit scrolling mindlessly on your phone for hours on end all of these things have something in common and what they have in common all of those scenarios is a lack of awareness of your brain being sucked in if you like by the moment And that kind of impulsive, pleasure-seeking, angry, you know, all all those things, although they're slightly different, are monkey brain-driven. Now, it's interesting because I have relatively poor impulse control. I've always been one of those people where, when I was younger, my parents would go, oh, you just get carried away too easily. And I always used to just think, oh, it's because I'm so excited about things. But they were right, you know, I I didn't really have an off switch with certain things, you know, I'd I'd forget important things as a result of just making sure I had a great time. And, And part of me does wonder, you know, whether I have tendencies towards being quite inattentive. But one of the things that's really helped me is just being aware of my monkey brain and when it's hijacking me. In very simple terms, you can think of the monkey brain, which is, and if, if you look at diagrams, and I'll post show notes, obviously, um, the monkey brain, the limbic system, is sort of inside, if you like, the, the brain, and the prefrontal cortex, the adult brain, is the outermost part, so the newest part in terms of our development. But you can think of the limbic system as being a fast-thinking brain that can't think, 
So that's why it's impulsive. You know, you suddenly get, let's let's just take a fictitious offer. Oh, would you like a piece of chocolate cake now um, or wait till the end of the week when there'll be two pieces of chocolate cake instead? And the monkey brain will always go for the cake now, pretty much, because they want immediate pleasure. They want to, they can't really control their thoughts and emotions. Whereas as humans, we have that adult level thinking. But as I'm saying this, I'm sure you'll think, hang on a minute, I, I do that monkey brain thing myself quite a lot. And this is why I want to explore this, because if you can master how to control your inner monkey, then a lot of things in your life are going to get better. Not always possible, but it's worth a go. So if we just think about different parts of the brain, um, the adult human part of the brain that I'm talking about called the prefrontal cortex, which is really at the, the top at the front of the brain, part of the higher thinking bit of the brain, if you like, um, that is exactly what it does. It's therefore planning and analysis and logic and thinking in inverted commas you know when you say to a a, a teenager in particular you know what were you thinking um or um you just don't think do you you know that's a very common thing that you, you hear people saying to, to to other people particularly teenagers and and that's what that adult prefrontal cortex helps with it's that logical thought and if you're thinking like that most of the time and you're very considered then you'll tend to make balanced decisions and be able to control yourself and your emotions interestingly i mentioned toddlers and teenagers that those are both two times in life because of growth and hormonal changes that actually the monkey brain comes to the fore that is exactly why you sometimes see difficulty in self-control with teenagers and, of course, toddlers, which is more understandable. So that's the adult thinking part of the brain. The monkey brain is is further inside, if you like. And so, you know, look, looking back thousands of years, it developed before the adult brain. So primates, um, although they do have uh, the adult brain parts they're not developed in the same way that ours are so they don't they do have a prefrontal cortex but it just doesn't work anywhere near as well and the limbic system which is this part in the midbrain also uh, contains a part of the brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is the bit of our brain that becomes scared or frightened and is responsible for fight or flight so you can see you know again i'm no expert on monkey behavior but I, i've been around them you know, on, on holidays and things like that, um, they exhibit that kind of fast-thinking behaviour. And, you know, one time I remember seeing this firsthand with monkeys was in on a trip to India, actually, where we were on a on our honeymoon and we, we'd taken extended time off to travel around India. Um, amazing time, actually. It was back in the year 2000. But we kind of landed in Mumbai and went to a place called Elephanta Island which is just off the coast and there are lots of monkeys there but we we just didn't realize quite how um, vicious they could be so one of them just sort of jumped out of a tree stole my wife's samosa proceeded to eat it 
and then just started throwing <laughs> stones at us. Um, it wasn't funny at the time, actually. But um, And again, we've, we've seen similar with macaques in Gibraltar, stealing sandwiches and the like. So one of the interesting things when we move towards us, you know, because yeah, it's all well and good understanding the theory behind monkey brain that is interesting is what happens, and, and when you take the amygdala in particular, not only is it responsible for fight or flight, but in terms of memory and traumatic experiences, it can also trigger very impulsive behaviours. So one of the things about monkeys is that they uh, can often exhibit behaviours that we might, in, in, in lay terms, call paranoia, their survival instinct, and fear that someone is going to attack their progeny or fear that someone's going to steal their food or whatever. And in humans, these older parts of the brain, like the amygdala, can really come to the fore when we're reminded of something traumatic. So they can be very simple things. For example, so I'm going to give you one about me, which isn't traumatic, but illustrates the point really well, because I think lots of people have things like this. So when I was growing up, you know, as I said before, I was a bit inattentive and both my mum and dad and to a lesser extent my brother would make this assumption that somehow I was clumsy or cat-handed. And, you know, it wasn't something I really noticed until they kept saying it and the reality was I probably wasn't any more clumsy than anyone else. Yeah, maybe I dropped a few things, but I definitely used to forget things, you know, I'd forget it was, I don't know, violin lessons and leave my violin at home or whatever. So absent-minded, yes, but um, and many years later, in in 2010, I think I was making a program with Channel Five, and one of the things that we had to do was chop up some food in a in a kitchen. And the producer director who was shooting it uh, made this comment and just went, "Oh my god, I don't think I've ever seen a more clumsy doctor," just because I'd I don't know dropped something on the floor, and then I think we were trying to set the room up and I bashed the, the the corner of the table into the door frame. What was funny was my immediate kind of response internally was one of, I don't know what I felt, it was weird. I, I, I felt this surge of adrenaline and it wasn't that I was angry, but it, it absolutely triggered that time from my childhood when, you know, you know, people might mock me or laugh at me or whatever. But I, I sort of laughed it off and I go well it's not the first time someone said that to me you know but and I think these labels and again in the book actually I talk about how people can label you based on your behaviors and in some ways that can be quite unhelpful because it can write certain people off and if you're not careful you start believing those things thinking hang on I'm clumsy so you know I can't do this or I shouldn't be able to carry that or whatever now that's a, a slightly trite example but if we extrapolate that and you have someone who has had major trauma or lots of adverse events in their life then you can see how certain events that happen to them now or just innocuous things that are going on whether it's watching something on tv or listening to a song or smelling something can trigger these feelings and that is to do with our monkey brain now if we're not talking about deep levels of trauma so my example which was not a serious 
one in terms of pathology and quite common I'm guessing what I did in that moment was I used my adult brain to kind of calm my inner monkey down because I, I could have reacted really badly and I suspect if that had happened 10 years previously that that would have been it I wouldn't have been able to carry on filming because I would have felt really down and you know all of those sort of things stinking thinking as I call it where you just get carried away in this spiral of negativity and in those settings just knowing that it's your monkey brain that is walking towards the cupboard to raid it for comfort foods that you know are just not going to go back into that cupboard because you're going to binge the whole thing because you, you're tired, you've had a bad day and you want to make yourself feel better. That's monkey brain. And sometimes we just can't help feeling like that. Even though we know afterwards we're going to feel terrible after eating, you know, four donuts in one sitting or whatever it is. I've done it. I've been there. I know. But if you just stop, and whether this is to do with road rage or whether it's to do with you know, how you react to the rude checkout operator at the supermarket. You don't know what's going on in their life, you know. You know, just check yourself and take that extra second before reacting. Now, it's easy for me to say this because I tend to find that the people I, I can't control my monkey brain with often are my own family or friends. But that that's, again, in itself a bit odd, but I think most people find that. So one of the things I haven't talked about is the chemistry of this. And again, I don't want to bore you with, by going on and on about it, so I'll post some links. But the main neurotransmitter involved in all of this is dopamine, which many of you will know is involved in reward. And what's interesting is that when you look at certain disease states, for example, schizophrenia, which is a significant mental health condition, you'll see that a lot of the work and research has been done on dopamine pathways and a lot of the medication used to treat schizophrenia works on those very pathways. And of course, as, as you know, the model of um, diseases and what I talk about in the book about the health loop, genetics is a very important part in this and often in schizophrenia there's a big role played by genes. So what's my summary? I guess my summary is that for most of us, there are times every day when our inner monkey comes to the fore. And if you can, just take that extra second and recognise when it's happening. So the times it's most likely to happen is when you're sleep deprived or feeling tired or stressed or hurt and you're looking for immediate comfort. Um, and, you know, hey, sometimes you need it, whether it be a hug or a nice cup of tea. But if it's something that you know you're going to regret afterwards, do whatever you can to get your adult brain to kind of override that inner monkey. OK, so that was Monkey Brain. I hope you enjoyed that and it's going to be useful to you as you go through your day. As always, thank you for listening. Do let me know if you want me to cover anything in particular. You can find me on the usual socials on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And until next time, do take care. Stay well. Bye for now.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.